Hello. Yeah, it's working. Hello, welcome back to Strumpet Radio Hour, the podcast for strumpets, trollops, and tarts worldwide. I'm Susie, here with my co-host. I'm Bean, and we actually have mics because, guess what? Another lost episode to add to the lore. We recorded last a couple days ago, and yes. Susie, our worthless audio engineer, recorded the whole thing on her built-in laptop mic, and <laughs> it sounds very bad. Listen, okay, now you're saying this is a joke, but you know my self-esteem is already scarily low. I'm also, I will say that I asked Bean, I recorded a little bit. And I played it back, and I said, does that sound right to you? And she said, yes, it's no, fine, let's record. It absolutely was on both of us, because we were <laughs> like, so that we recorded episode one, we had a snowball mic that yeah. your brother lent us, yeah. and we were trying not to buy microphones until we had committed to like five episodes or something, because, you know, money. And Bean's rich, by the way. But <laughs> I am not rich at all. She keeps telling me she's rich, and then taking it back when I like, hold her to it, so. Okay, you're right, I'm fucking wealthy. Yes, thank you. Um, you totally derailed me. So <laughs> is that not what I do? Yeah, this is really the podcast where we just derail each other while we try to figure out how to make a podcast. So yes. <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Yeah, so we had this borrowed snowball mic, and after episode one, it turns out that I'm the quietest person on the planet, and Susie's the loudest, yeah. and it was just not working so episode two, we were like, okay, let's just put the mic right in front of me. And then we did an audio test thinking it was the snowball and, oh God, Alfie. Give me a second. <laughs> All right, Susie's leaving. I'm going to carry this podcast. I'll just tell the story. Oh Careful. Oh my God. <laughs> so we did an audio test um, thinking that it would work if we just put the snowball right next to me. And then... It was actually recording on Susie's built-in mic, but we didn't catch that because we're dumb idiots. And still, we listened to it, and we're like, wow, you're, I'm, Bean is still so quiet, and Susie's so loud, that's so weird. Anyway, let's just record an hour and a half of content that will be unusable. <laughs> you know, yes. <laughs> yeah, so it was on both of us, um, and then I was like, you know what, Susie, listen, I'm rich. I'm going to buy us some fucking microphones because, frankly, nobody can hear me and you are just just stomping me vocally. I am. I stomp you vocally and physically. And f- physically curb stomp me. <laughs> curb stomp you. Wow, that was further than issue. I was thinking. I, I was thinking of the regular, like, stomping. What's a regular stomp to it's do? It's like when someone? you knock someone over and you stomp on their back a little bit. Not too hard. <laughs> Have you done this before? You sound experienced. I, cr- I stomp you all the time. Oh, that's right. I forgot. How <laughs> do you forget your weekly stomping? I repress it, obviously. <laughs> Minutes after it happens. You're like, oh, hey, Susie. How's it going? <laughs> okay, so in the last episode, we interviewed each other, and it went okay. Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty good episode. Yeah. I'm still flawed. Still deeply flawed, as is all of our work. Everything about ourselves. <laughs> as are we. <laughs> <laughs> but... We're not going to redo that because that would just be fake as hell. So instead, we're going to talk about how we met. Yeah, our origin story. Origin. Origin. This will be Strumper Radio Hour Origins. Origins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, which I'm excited about. Um, it'll be interesting retelling it with uh, 
idea that it's not just us making fun of each other for the whole constantly time. yeah like haha, remember when we you made that ceramic heart and i laughed at you did i give you did i give it to you no. so i made a shit ton of those well you didn't give one to me so what's that about i was giving it to all my lovers i was seven <laughs> i was handing out ceramic hearts left and right okay we should give context <laughs> for this okay bean and i met when we were in first grade i think I don't know what grade it was. We were both seven. Seven, seven turning eight. So I think that's yeah. first grade. In a, a ceramics class at our homeschool co-op. <laughs> so think about that. You got <laughs> heaps of clay with a bunch of homeschoolers. Yeah. And so naturally, um, Susie started talking to the person next to her about World of Warcraft. Yes. I think, as I recall, this person was like a lot older. Yeah. Like, I think they, I mean, a lot older. They're probably like 12. Because it was mixed ages since yes. it was a homeschool thing. Right. It's yeah. a, it was co op. So, um, they were talking about WoW, but I think it was like to the teacher or something. I don't know. They mentioned something about World of Warcraft. So then I interject and I say, wow, you know what? I have a 20, a level 24 hunter. Yes. And then I jump in and say, wow. That's so cool. I've never gotten past level six. <laughs> I had not introduced myself at all. I was not a part of this conversation. Mm-hmm. I was just like, people need to know that I'm bad at World of Warcraft. And I remember being shocked because this was a girl my age that played <laughs> WoW. And I was like, what the fuck? There weren't a lot of parents willing to pay a monthly subscription for their kids to play for WoW. For their kids to play a game that was absolutely not intended for seven-year-olds. Yeah, it was not appropriate for us to be playing at all. Not at all. Um... But, yeah, so fate made us cross our paths, our homeschooled WoW playing paths. Yes. And I and I literally remember, like, we had a conversation. I cannot remember exactly what it was about other than you telling me that you never got past level six. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, I'm pretty much a pro. <laughs> level 24. This is back when the cap was 60, by the way. So yeah, 24, 24 is pretty good. You were on the way there. Um, But, yeah, so, like, we were just talking. And then, like, imme- it was just kind of, like, one of those, like, immediately, like, we're like, oh, okay, we're going to be friends now. Yeah, that's what little kids do, which is I I miss that. I honestly. miss that, too. Just being like, oh, let me ask my mom to give your mom her number. <laughs> yes. Um, I do that now, though. Like, when I meet <laughs> a cool person or, like, I meet, like, a guy, I'm like, okay, can you get your mom to give my mom your number? Can our mom set up a play date so we can um, fuck? Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I asked my mom to set up fuck dates for me. Fuck <laughs> dates. <laughs> Hey, mom, uh, can I go over to this guy's house Friday to have sex with him? Oh, let me call his mom. <laughs> that's how you practice safe sex. Yeah, that's the safest it can be. It really, really is. Your moms are looking out for she you. She packs you a box of condoms. Like, here you go, honey. Here you go. Have fun. Have fun. Actually, back by that's, eight. that's kind of wholesome. That's sort of like Amsterdam or, uh, I mean, the Netherlands. Like, their uh, sex culture has gotten so positive where, like, it's very encouraged that teenagers have sleepovers at each other's houses and stuff because it's yeah. just safer to have sex like in your own home. Absolutely. And, like, you know, Instead of like out in the woods or Yeah, something. exactly. Or like in cars with like yeah. people that aren't responsible. There are multiple serial killers also. I mean, this is really not a big thing, but there are multiple serial killers who have targeted like couples in cars, like parked in cars. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah, it's like a thing. So Lovers lane couples. Don't like... Just let your kids fuck in your own home. Let your kids fuck. Not each other. Don't. That's a big (laughs) no-no. But yeah, let them them have sleepovers unless you want them to be serial killed. That is... That's the greatest safe sex message I've ever heard in my whole life. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. So here's the thing that I... I carry guilt about this since, since this time. So I met you like 
literally the weekend or or the week before I turned eight. And my mom was helping me plan this. Well, I shouldn't. I wasn't a part of it. She was planning a big like sleepover for me. Because also in the Mormon Wait, church, it was a sleepover. It was a sleepover. It was honestly the best party I've had. I feel worse yeah. somehow. You should. Than I and see, did. this is why I'm so ashamed. I have so much. Okay, guilt. continue on. So eight is a really big age in the Mormon church too, because um, you can get baptized. So it was like a big deal. Yeah, I was like really excited to turn eight. My mom's like, okay. I hadn't really had a big party before, so I actually had friends, and I was like, you know, we're going to throw a birthday party. I actually had and friends. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I did have, fr- you know, you're at that age, you can actually have some kind of relationship with people. So, <laughs> before that, it's nothing, you know, kids are sociopaths. They are, they are. So, I was like, I remember I was harassing my mom, I was like, you gotta get Susie's mom's number, <laughs> but it was like two days notice, right. and they it never happened, and I didn't have your contact information to invite you to my eighth birthday party yes and frankly that party slapped (laughs) so (laughs) i'm sorry you didn't get to come well me too and like i think that there's a part of me that will never be able to love you because of that that's probably why you stomp me daily (laughs) you're you're actively stomping me like why didn't you invite me to your eighth (laughs) birthday party your daily stompings over the birthday i didn't get invited to which i think is pretty fair yeah that's about right yeah so Um, no, I do, I do distinctly remember too, like, I think my mom got a phone call from your mom or something, or mm-hmm. she talked to her at school and she was like telling me all that. She was like, yeah, it turns out that Be- Bean really wanted you to come to her party, but her, her mom just didn't get her number in time. And I was like, oh, but you know what? I think in reality, I was actually more just flattered that you even wanted me there. Adorable. I was like, well, you only had like one shitty friend, right? Who made you feel bad? Well, no, I had several shitty friends oh, that made me feel several. bad. Okay. So you were probably like, yeah, that's normal. That's to not be invited. Literally, though, like, that's not even that far off. Because one God. of my friends, like, told me, like, my best friend at the time was like, yeah, I'm having this, like, really cool party. And it's, like, going to be, like, a fashion show. And I'm not going to invite you. Oh, my God. And I was like, that's yeah, this so is cool. normal. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, like, this fine. That's why you bully me now. It's, like, the cycle of abuse. Yeah, Continues. definitely. Yeah. Cool. It's funny, too, because that friend was, like, smaller than me and, like, just yeah. not the type of person that you would think would bully me because i was so like yeah you were huge big and <laughs> self-assured <laughs> no but you were you guys want to you guys want to rumble i was seven years old walking into school they call her the rumbler <laughs> the rumbler yeah no it was weird um i remember the friend you're talking about yeah. too because she i she was weird to me as well but i never got close I you knew you were smart i <laughs> went to her house and i accidentally broke a toy and um, that was that was a guilt I really carried as a kid was when I accidentally broke someone's toy. But instead of just being like, oh, you know, it's okay, we'll fix it. She like immediately went to like, oh my God, how could you do something like that? That really? is so terrible. I just felt shitty. And then I went home. I was like, I don't want to go over to her house anymore. It's like, I don't know where that came from if she learned that somewhere. But like, yeah, yeah just immediately jumping to like accusing someone of being a bad person that is so crazy yeah yeah little kids are psychopaths they are yeah, genuinely they are um the younger the more psycho the more psycho it, it's so crazy too because they're they are also like direct sponges of like their parents behavior mm-hmm. and stuff which is like yeah it's it's funny too because i remember even as a kid sometimes getting weird vibes from people's parents and being mm. like hmm, hmm. And then, like, usually I would have, like, a weird experience at her house. And I'm like, all right, I'm never going back never there going again. Back. At least we had, well, my mom always listened if I was like, oh, I don't want to go back. 
so that's nice yes i would say my parents pretty much for the most part there's still that like socialized like idea that girls are mean to each other so a lot of times like if i had a problem where i'm like oh this person's actively being horrible to me they're like well that's normal your (laughs) sister went through that too and it's like i don't know if that's i don't know fam right but you know they they just they didn't want me to burn bridges yeah for over like petty shit little do they know we now have a podcast where we actively we actively burn the bridges that we create that we so like we spent so much time building the bridge and then you just burn it burn it down baby so uh we did eventually exchange home phone numbers home phone numbers and also wow account wow account info that was a big one and i have to give you a shout out because you came over to my server because you were playing (gasps) horde right that's right. Yeah. I played a horde with my brothers, and then you said, Yeah, I didn't know how to talk yet. It was <laughs> yeah, a problem. It was kind of weird. And so then I said, Oh, okay, yeah, I will come over, play on your server, and I will play Alliance. Yeah, for and you. you're fucking welcome because Alliance is way better. I don't believe that. Their cities are better. I think they're, it's better for RPing because it's like and more like, but I don't. I'm not a racist, is the thing. I well, I am. Yeah, orcs. <laughs> Listen, I I know the actual storyline of WoW. And orcs are clearly not in the wrong, and humans and alliance in general are clearly just fucking shit up. So, well, I like playing that though. Like, I like playing the like high class, politically evil characters. Well, that's because you are those things. Yeah. you are rich and politically instead evil. of like the barbaric whatever. Yeah, the bar- yeah. well, the barbaric victims. The barbaric victims. <laughs> The horde did nothing wrong. They were just trying to live, and then they try, and then freaking night elves tried to colonize them. Did they? Damn. Yeah, yeah. I always play night elves too. You love night elves. I love night elves. So here's what we would do. Um, you know, we. I remember we would play. We couldn't type very well yet, right? Absolutely not. So we would play with our home phones right next to each other. And anytime we needed to say anything, we'd just call. call. The we'd dial one. the number and call. Yeah. We didn't keep each other on the line, by no, the way. No, not at first. We would hang up. We'd be like, okay, bye. And then two minutes later, it's like, Susie, we should go over there. Yeah. Let's go to the store. <laughs> so then I remember our moms were like, stop doing this. Stop it. Like, just stay on the line or something. Yes. Because that's what ended up happening is we would stay on the line for multiple hours playing WoW. Yeah. And then eventually our moms were like, you're hogging the phone. You need to learn how to type. You need to learn how to fucking type, you virgins. (laughs) I was like, geez, mom, what's a virgin? She said, I don't want to explain that to you. I'm just going to keep calling you that. (laughs) Calling you a fucking virgin. (laughs) My mom never said that to me. Just to I clear. think she said it to me behind well, your back. I'd come over and she'd be like, being fucking virgin. Don't say anything in front of my daughter that'll contaminate her. I'm like, okay. Okay. Penis. Penis. No, I'd be way too scared to say that. No, I, I was scared to say penis until last month. Oh, well, that's a big move for you. Penis. Um, when I was a kid, in when I was like 12 or 13, me and my friends, whenever we had to talk about sex or like mention it for some reason, we would call it boxes spelled backwards remove the B. <laughs> Which actually, God. that's not even accurate because that's still sexo. That's still sexo. <laughs> so. I have a memory of calling you to talk about like a movie or something mm-hmm. and vividly saying that it had bad smoochy stuff in it <laughs> <laughs> like well the movie was fun but there's like a lot of scenes with the bad smoochy bad stuff bad smoochy stuff 
that's still a good word for sex so i'm gonna use it from now yeah on. even just yeah bad smoochy stuff that's yeah. good like hey you want to come over some bad smoochy some stuff bss bss yeah um <laughs> I, it's hard to know exactly what happened from there but we yeah we just did that a lot yeah we did that all the time and then it just like we had to see you at school and be like that's mm-hmm. the coolest girl i've ever met thanks yeah actually. and i was like she's okay <laughs> which is how we feel about each other to this day <laughs> but we would just we weren't playing the actual game no we were we- rping on a pvp server <laughs> let's be clear about that and this is way back vanilla wow when people would get pissed as oh, shit yeah. at you for that bullshit shout out to fucking school crusher that school was school crusher the you're server. the origin of our friendship yeah no we were we would run around and we'd collect like cloth armor that looked nice that, like fit the the stories we were trying to tell yes and yeah. we had like locations we like because we'd find locations that were like empty yeah yeah with no npcs it was it was dope i mean like actually looking back that was a great hobby <laughs> no we got so deep too we got deep i mean yeah like i distinctly remember being like okay we have these outfits finding armor you like find the cool piece and like, yes. oh this will be perfect for when we play like peasants and stormwind <laughs> you know when we go around begging begging for gold <laughs> Which my mom told me to stop doing. She said, you can't do that. That's mean. And I said, mom, <laughs> come on. This is part of the story. We never got any. Cause we I got out. some. Oh, shit. I didn't. Maybe my character was too ugly. Yeah, I consistently made hotter characters than yeah. you. Senwen. What was your character's name? I forgot. I don't even. You had a couple. I think I had a couple. You had, like, Joyful. Joyful was one of them. I don't remember. Yeah. I have to go back. I have to look at the logs. I had uh, Senwen, and she was a paladin. For no reason. I just wanted to wear cloth armor. <laughs> but paladins are supposed to wear plate. Yes. We have a guest. This is the real thing. You're welcome to come Welcome on. to the real cast. There's nothing serious about this podcast, Kate. Oh, it's okay. I dare you single-handedly ruin this podcast. Uh, this is Susie's roommate, Kate. Kate, what do you have to say to the world? Fuck you. <laughs> Why can't you say something nice for once? <laughs> Kate is staring at me with a smile that says help help <laughs> it's okay you don't have to you don't i'm have sorry to kate it. we we did this to you we it's didn't okay. mean put it put you on the spot yeah I, I don't. how was your event it was beautiful uh i kept wanting to leave but then i'd look over and my mom she was like actually dancing like she was in college and like her eyes were all like sparkly you know like she was like going so i was like i gotta stay for her yeah you, you I gotta got do it, it at that point what was your dad doing my dad, like, actually, like, you know, he's, like, really stiff, but he, like, yeah. nodded his head for, like, an hour and a half straight. It was so Aww. cute. Yeah. That's really wholesome. You're the best daughter. Best daughter yeah. award best goes daughter. to you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Were you at a wedding or something? What? Oh, it was, um... Oh, sorry. I got to talk in the mic. It was an outdoor concert uh, to benefit hunger. Okay. Don't let the people go hungry. And it was the English beat an 80s band that there's one living member like original member right. that's also alive and then some a other people. member that is also alive yes that's yes cool. uh and they played the songs from when my mom was in college because she's old your mom is a nice cool 50 something <laughs> <laughs> fantastic thank you for coming on yep <laughs> so. okay bye kate <laughs> bye <laughs> Okay. All right, surprise guest appearances. Surprise guest great. appearances happen all the time here on Strumpet Radio Hour. I don't remember what we were talking about. This is going to be a bad so, podcast. So this is bad because you made it bad. Yeah. Not because of my fault. I did nothing wrong. Kate did this to us. Kate, why did you do that to us? Kate, Anyways, well, we were just talking about um, 
the dedication we had to our craft <laughs> yes yeah and how we yeah i made a paladin yeah you made a paladin and only wore cloth armor only wore and cloth. i remember my uncle because my uncle and my dad played on that server and that's why because my dad was a tailor his mage was a tailor right so he could make us he could outfits. make us outfits and yeah. he had all the money so we could like buy us yeah stuff. he'd give us money so that was why we were on a pvp server yes yeah. right we had our reasons but okay so my favorite thing about our our um I don't know, just the time we spent is that we were truly like entrepreneurs in the wow world mm-hmm. because we would stock up unlimited holiday items. Oh yeah, like snowballs. Keep them in our bank accounts till it was like the middle of summer. Yeah, like if it was snowballs, we'd keep them till summer. We'd go on the steps of the bank and the auction house yes. and we would yell in the city chat that we had snowballs for sale. Yes. And we would actually make money. Like No, we would. We a would make bit. a decent amount. A little and bit of money. If, yeah, it was great. And people were pretty into it. We also found an empty storefront in Swarmwind. <laughs> yeah, it was in the Mage Quarter. <laughs> yes. And we opened up shop there. And um, everyone would, like, I don't know. It was just, I remember being surprised by how many people were, like, into it. Yeah, people got a kick out of it. And they'd buy our, like, shitty little yeah. shirts and stuff. I think that they could probably tell we were kids. Yes. Uh, my guess. Yeah. Um, but also, like, it, it's 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 novel to see roleplay that isn't as serious as mm-hmm. the actual roleplay servers are. Yeah. So I actually I came back to WoW uh, when I was like 14 or 15 and I joined a roleplay server and I tried to get into it. But it's so like it's so intense. It's like you have to have a dedicated character and like join a guild and like right. follow the storyline. And they have like planned roleplay nights. and It was just too much. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like you really have to be into creating stories and like mm-hmm. following them. And for my little dumb brain, that's like too much. For <laughs> too me. much <laughs> commitment. So I would join these like mega, like open role plays that they'd form raid groups of like forty people, and those were just everyone was so fucking horny. Yeah, it was weird. Well, I'm kind of surprised you didn't join in on the sex stuff. I was still pretty repressed, okay. so that wasn't gonna happen. Why is everyone so fucking horny on role play servers? Because everyone's horny that plays WoW and like roleplay servers are just an easy outlet for that. Yeah, like the sex roleplay. Come on, ERP. Yeah, ERP. That stuff's hot. You <laughs> undress your underwear and then you do slash lie, so you're lying next to each other, and then you, I guess, whisper to each other yeah. roleplay. Yeah, cool. Um, pretty hot. If you're pretty me. damn hot. Yeah. So the WoW was the World of Warcraft was the foundation of our friendship. We lived kind of far away yeah at the, i mean it was far away for for eight-year-old friends because yeah. we couldn't like walk to each other's houses or anything mm-hmm. um it was it wasn't too bad of a drive so we could still see each other in person a fair amount yeah um, and we saw each other at school while at school was in session yeah so that was that was great but yeah th- i mean that really set the the hardcore foundation because that was when from like ages eight to nine i think basically yeah right? because i moved away um, I stayed in the state, but I moved to a city way further away yes. when I was like 10, I think. 10, right? yeah. Or like right before 10, because I think I got a, I had my birthday right when I moved. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. So then we were like an hour drive away, and it was hard to get our parents to commit yes. to that. Yes, it so was. So we had a lot of long phone calls. Yes, that, and that's what I remember very distinctly is that like I, we poured a lot of effort into maintaining that friendship because I remember like you had a lot of friends at our school, but when you moved away, suddenly it was like, nobody talked to you anymore. Cause mm-hmm. like, that's just how it is with kids where it's just sort of like, I'd, I'd mention your name. People were like, Oh yeah. I remember yeah. That. How are they? And I'm like, Oh, I talked to them 
every day. Yeah, we're still friends. It's funny. I don't remember being lonely at all during that period, but I think I, I, it was true that I didn't have a ton of friends. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure part of it was when you moved, you guys had your church right away. So you oh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. And you had a lot of neighborhood friends pretty quickly. Oh, no, you're right. I actually, I did so make a friend in the neighborhood. stop playing the victim. You were very popular. No, my, my brain was confused. No, I was doing okay because I made church friends right away mm-hmm. and they lived in my neighborhood. But still, I was dedicated to our friendship. Yeah, no, you totally were. <laughs> you're dedicated to this this heathen. Yeah. You know? And what was so fun about living far away, like an unexpected benefit, was that I would go to sleep over and it would always end up being like a two to three night sleepover. <sighs> sick. Especially in the summer. Oh my god. And we were so we would never plan on it, but mm-hmm. I'd be like, I gotta call my mom and ask if I can stay another night. And that would happen like two times in a row. Yes. <laughs> and like you're right though, that like honestly I that, those are some of my happiest like moments so fun. was like finding out that like you were gonna stay over like another i night. know it was so good oh man i wish we could recreate that uh, can you call yeah. sam and see if you can stay another night yeah i will i didn't even stay one night but i yeah, will probably good. <laughs> I'll, I'll call my mom in, yeah in <laughs> hey, mom. i'll be like hey mom can you um can i stay another night at Susie's? <laughs> like what where are you <laughs> are you okay <laughs> What happens? We would just watch movies and we'd play video games and we'd like just do the most random shit. Yeah. Like we'd play pretend in your backyard. We'd play pretend and... But the thing I always liked about us is that like I felt like you were always on my level of like like what playing meant because <laughs> I remember struggling as hell when I was like nine and ten because i always felt like i was a little bit beyond what my what a lot of my friends were into at the time mm-hmm. like they'd be like let's play fairies and like they'd oh. like be like yay i have magical powers and like all That's this like lame. stuff where it's like they i were... was into playing that when we were playing a video game but like when yes. i was just like hanging out on the swings i didn't want to do that and mm-hmm. i i felt like when i when we became friends i was like oh finally found someone that gets it yeah we we were still playing pretend though we do like weird like wilderness survival shit yes stuff that just felt like i don't know at the time it felt like more authentic to me i was like i want to but build weird stick houses yeah i don't want to just stand around on the slide and pretend like i'm casting a Water with spell. a bunch of kids who fucking god mod where they're like no my powers are, i'm invincible <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stupid no you're not i'm gonna st- kill you with a stick okay no, that was yeah no i always wanted to play like uh wilderness survival that was so i remember my friends in um in the city i was living in that was far away from me we would play this recurring game called hobo camp that's probably offensive. Um, it probably is. So I'm the oldest of five, and then my friend had a younger sister. So we had, like, a group of, what is that, seven? I can't do math. Yeah. <laughs> we had yeah, a group of, like, seven people. people. And we would build, like, blanket tents <laughs> and, like, start weird, like, businesses and <laughs> make, like, fake money and shit. Yeah, so playing pretend was always a real ordeal for me. It's still a real ordeal. Yeah, well, now it's just... Um, you pretend like you're mentally stable. Yeah, you pretend you're mentally stable and that you want to be talking to the person you're talking to. <laughs> you made direct eye contact with me the whole time when you said that. Yeah, well, I want to you talk to you. No, I'm just doing a podcast with you out of social obligation. That's what it feels like. <laughs> That's my fear always, is that every interaction I have with every person is out of obligation for oh them. God. Well, I mean, it is when you're working in retail. That's just how it is. Like, even when I'm the one working retail, the yeah. interactions I have with customers are still them. 
I, I think so. I mean, it's obligation on both parts. Like, they just want their ice cream. It's it's their their obligation to be ludicrously rude to me for no reason. Yes, okay. exactly. Yeah. Never mind, all right? You just... You didn't... I didn't give enough thought to what you were Never saying. Never mind. All right. Where were we in our friendship I don't story? know. Oh, we're just talking... So, like, we went on a tangent about, like, how we... um, Like, our levels of, like, what like where we were at and like our maturity and like what we wanted to play and like was always kind of like there and how like, yeah it, i don't know it just felt like when we wanted to like play pretend we wanted more complex stories out of oh, it. oh it was deep we also were both pretty chill kids yes yeah we were never like troublemakers or dramatic we just kind of wanted to hang out we also watched a lot of movies. dramatic is what you said is that what you said? Dramatic. Yeah. And I got really scared because I thought you said drug addicts. And I was like, what? Eight-year-olds were drug uh, addicts? We were not drug addicts, for the record, when we were eight. For that the didn't record. come until we were, what, 13? I think 13 or 14. Started snorting coke. Yeah. <laughs> Just coke. Nothing else. Just coke. Straight to coke. Nothing else. No heroin, I promise. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. We weren't, like, great. We weren't troublemakers. We, um... And we watched a lot of m- weird movies, movies, too. We both liked weird movies. We loved weird movies. Like, we watched Grease <laughs> way too many times. Oh, my God. I love Grease. Phantom of the Opera. Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> because... Both very formative for formative my sexuality. To... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that I got more of the Grease sexuality. You got more of the Phantom of the Opera sexuality. <laughs> what yeah because when you look at the aesthetics of you know like greece is like traditional <laughs> what traditional like masculine feminine roles the girl okay. always changes for the man okay of the opera is like that you know like like soccer mom kinky bdsm aesthetic okay you know what i mean i see what you're saying you're right yeah, yeah. thank you for understanding phantom of the opera bdsm is the only thing i can get off to yeah sam has to put on those beautiful high-waisted pants those they all wear pants yeah. and the fluffy ass shirts yes the flowy shirts i guess i should and then say the mask and a mask covering house and then face. you pretend to be a 16 year old actress and I'm like, <gasps> Is that the ghost of my dad? <laughs> I'm so in love with Oh, this. I guess I'm going to fuck him now. That's kind of how it goes, pretty much. I, then you don't need to watch the movie now that we just told you all that. Yeah. Um, so then, I guess, um, so I, we kind of... We kind of well, uh, you did miss a crucial part in oh. which we went to Disneyland together when oh, we were shit. nine years old. Yeah, I th- was that bef- that was before I moved, though. Yeah, it was before you moved. Yeah, Susie's family took me to Disneyland. Yeah. That was honestly so generous. It's... <laughs> I don't know why my parents even thought that was like, like yeah, that's fine. Our nine-year-old daughter has a nine-year-old friend. Let's just do it. I don't know. Did so we're in the car. There was 10 people in the <laughs> car when we drove to Southern California. Like, did my mom pay for my ticket? Actually, I was just thinking about that recently. I didn't, I never found out, obviously, yeah. my parents were like. But my family of- didn't have a shit ton of money. Yeah. Really. I, mean, I don't really know. I don't know either. Because I feel like that's the type of thing where my dad would have tried to pay for it because he loves doing that for mm-hmm. people. But I feel like, I feel like your parents probably paid for your ticket and then like. And then, I don't know. Because we all shared, we split up into, like, two hotel rooms, which is crazy, because we were a party of, like, 10 or 11 10. people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. So, we we did the 18-hour road trip um, down to California and went to Disneyland together. It's fucking epic. Also, like, it we stopped so at good. my grandparents' house for yeah. like, a few days, and, like, that was honestly, like, one of the best trips of my life. It was so good. Though, I do remember... Um, <laughs> It's so funny because the memory that stands out to me the most of that trip is when we were in, like, the Bugs Life area. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. 
We wanted to get... We were both very non-confrontational kids, and we're still non-confrontational people. Yeah. We wanted to get on the bumper car ride, and we just ran into the line area and there was some guy like measuring the height of a kid to see if he could go on yeah and for some reason he was like hey like very angrily like really aggressively you guys can't do that you guys need to wait and i was like what and Susie started crying immediately and we ran away uncontrolled (laughs) i didn't like it when people yelled at me for things that weren't my fault it was weird it was very strange but that sticks out to me so much it's like you crying in disneyland because the guy because you you. like seeing me cry yeah it's so hilarious (laughs) to me (laughs) no it's it's so funny too because i remember that i mean i think it was also like kind of late at night and like yeah it was like late in the day yeah but yeah i did i mean i like i had a big problem with that where like when adults would be kind of stern with me i would just like start crying i did too i wouldn't start crying but i'd get really upset upset about it, dude when i was flying to i went to florida with my family once for like a little vacation and on the way there i was sitting next to this lady um i was in the middle seat and this lady was in the window seat and i like accidentally bumped her arm with my elbow like two times in a row wow how dare you and she, like, put her book down. She was reading a book. And she turned to me and she's like, can you stop bumping my elbow already? And I was, it's like a six-hour flight from Washington to Florida. And I was just, like, w- trying not to cry for the whole rest of the flight. Yeah, I can see why. We were, we were probably, like, four hours in. What a rude asshole thing to just do. Just don't be mean to kids. Like, don't. Like, don't be. You can tell kids if they're, like, Yeah, you can say, hey, like, hey, you're bumping my elbow. Can you try not to do that? But like, it's not yeah, like I was intentionally bumping her elbow, and it's it's people because people will do that. You at least in my experience, like it's people that treat their own kids like that. So yeah. they're like, I'm gonna treat other kids like that too. And it's like maybe learn how to be a good parent. That's what I tell them. <laughs> so I tell them you that. tell them to their face. Yeah, I'm like maybe like, <laughs> hey, maybe learn to be a good parent instead of just like raising maybe. resentful children that get into like MLM scams. <laughs> You're gonna get the shit beat out of you sometime in public. I already do. So. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyways, so yeah, we went to Disneyland together. So like, we just had a lot of like solidifying stuff happen for us. And then yeah. when you moved further away, um, our friendship still held up. Definitely was like harder at times because you got mm-hmm. a lot of friends, and I was very jealous of that because I felt like I kind of. Like, I distinctly, when I was 12 years old, I remember you had, like, a big group of, like, mm-hmm. neighborhood friends, no, and I, I really felt like I had no one, Aww. and I was very upset about it. We, we also um, didn't know how to communicate that to each other, too, I think. Yeah. Like, I remember having no idea that yeah. you were sad. Well, because it was also, like, what what could you? We were 12. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like I could choose to go over there more. Yeah. But um, no, for sure. It, it's, it's hard to have. I mean, a lot of adults can't communicate that now, so. Yeah. So, you know, we were doing our best. No, I had, so I, in seventh grade, I went to public school for the first time. And that was when I had this, like, huge group of school friends who were also church friends. <laughs> like, we all had this table in the lunchroom, and it was called the Mormon table. Uh, like, by everybody, which is wild. They were oppressed. <laughs> we were, it was a bunch of repressed kids <laughs> eating lunch <laughs> together. And we even had friends who were non-Mormon who would, like, come in and join us, so... Yeah, I had this huge um, group of friends, and honestly, I'm I'm back to having a lot of friends now, but I don't think I've ever had that big of a group yeah. since that point in my life. Seems pretty big. I yeah. remember you telling me about random stuff you guys did, and I'm like, um... Like, wow, that's so cool. Wow. <laughs> 
um the plans i made last week with one of my friends fell through so i haven't seen anyone <laughs> so for sad. two weeks <laughs> were you in public school yet no, no i you weren't in public school till freshman year of high school ouchie well that's fine it's i'm better now yeah we're both better now because well i am i don't know about you i'm just kidding silly sorry i'm kidding that was really Stop rude embarrassing me. <laughs> so i that was when i was 13 we had kind of distanced ourselves we from each other had. at that point because i had all these friends and i was like a kid so i didn't think to be like oh Bye. i need to look out for my best friend susie I was just a f- sociopath kid who was, like, mostly just thinking about me. <laughs> I was also, like, I had a huge ego because I had all these friends right. all of a sudden. Well, and the thing is, though, is that we still maintained it better than most kids yeah. that age would Oh, have. for sure. Like, it, it is amazing to me how many people, like, had good friends and then just lost them because mm-hmm. of that reason. And, like, so even though, yeah, like, definitely we distant, we got distant, like, um probably made a weird noise there sorry guys <laughs> why well, I, I, I gulped you gulped <laughs> anyways okay. uh and uh, so anyways <laughs> i forgot what i'm talking about um we maintained our friendship. oh right okay yeah. we maintained our friendship better than probably most kids that age would have oh for sure and uh yeah so like we did our best but it, it was still really difficult and i do so I remember too, like you going to public school, and making a bunch of friends, did inspire me to kind of, or, or kind of inspired me to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, like you were saying, freshman year of high school, I went to public school, and um, that was a, I think that was maybe one of the like one of those times where I really felt super distant from you, like when mm-hmm. you. Oh, I'm getting confused though because you moved away. So I moved away when I was 13. 13. Like um, like end only of the year. A, Right. It, yeah it was only a couple months into eighth grade it was in november i think okay right yeah. i moved S- to minnesota minnesota state yeah minnesota right okay right so out of state you moved out of state mm-hmm. and i was a fucking asshole because i remember and i i didn't think about <laughs> My it favorite at all. story <laughs> i just found out i was moving and i was like oh cool i should tell Susie. i just texted you i'm moving to minnesota i am no moving call. to minnesota and I said, oh, because <laughs> I thought it was a joke. Because, like, a year before that, Bean had sent me an email that said, I'm moving to Georgia. Oh, yeah. And then you said, I was, psych. I was a real prankster. <laughs> Bean is such a prankster. They were, like, bad pranks. So she sends me a text. And she's moving to Minnesota. Then she moves to Minnesota. <laughs> I sob uncontrollably because my best friend just moved to Minnesota. Uh but we still maintained contact. We still talked a lot, and which was good. It, we were just further away, which was mm-hmm. sad. Yeah, we couldn't see each other anymore. And then, of course, like the distance made it hard. And I think that, yeah, so as I was trying to allude to, and then I got confused because I'm confused about time. <laughs> uh, the following like fall, I started at public high school because I was just kind of fed up with, with my social life. And, and I didn't – I was worried – that I was socially inept and I was like, oh no, I, I don't think I know how to communicate with my peers. <laughs> so I like, I made my parents sign me up for public school and they were like, don't do that. That's dumb. Public school's dumb. And I said, no, no. I want to do it. And I remember starting like my first day of class and I remember like thinking about you and being like, oh, I want to tell Bean about this. But at that point, I don't think we were talking a whole lot. No, it's funny. I feel like we did fall out of contact when I moved. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we were already kind of distant yeah and we weren't super close it's so funny because when i moved that was such a huge like downturn for me like yeah. i didn't make new friends when i um 
when I got there and that kind of was the catalyst for like a f- genuinely like a four-year depressive episode mm. like just the worst time of my life yeah and I don't know why I didn't just reach out to you that would have been a perfect time to just kind of rekindle our relationship right but um but I also with my friends from um my new friends from school I wasn't able to maintain a long distance friendship the way that we had yeah so yeah I was pretty isolated right right it's it was weird and I mean and it was also just I think like simultaneously big change was happening for both of us mm-hmm. like we were obviously like young teenagers and mm-hmm. then you moved away and then I started a public school and then I did start making a lot of like school friends so I remember thinking about you a lot but just being like caught up in like I mean the budding friendship between me and Kate and mm-hmm. like all this stuff so but I I mean I have this distinct memory of like sitting I was babysitting a kid that I always babysat and like like it was just you know like an hour before the parents got home and I was like sitting there. I'm like, I wonder what I should do right now. And I pulled up, uh, I pulled up Facebook and I looked at your profile to see like what you were doing. Cause I, <laughs> I hadn't talked to you in so long. And I remember like being like looking at your, your Facebook profile. Cause you'd gone on a trip recently and just being mm-hmm. like, like sad and like thinking that I missed you. And Aww. I was just like, wow, I wonder if we're like ever going to be like good friends again. That's so sad. It is sad, but I mean, it's cool though, because I swear like, I think like sophomore year of high school, we did start talking a little mm-hmm. bit more regularly. Cause we definitely did. Yeah, yeah. we picked up. We definitely because picked we up. were friends um, before I moved back here. Yes. Two years ago. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. And well, because we and I remember our friendship was pretty strong when you moved again. Remember? Yes. When I moved, I moved from Minnesota to Texas. Yes. Um, right after I turned 16. I don't know the years. I don't have my yeah, chronology huh. down. But Who yeah. knows that? Who knows? <laughs> I had lived in Minnesota for... I think just over three years. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, I remember because I remember when you moved to Texas, it was a big deal and we were talking a lot and then Mm -hmm. you like visited in the summer, like right before that, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, I visited Washington a decent amount. Yes, you did. Um, did. But it was always kind of unhealthy for me. Uh, I mean, it was good. I'm glad I was able to go back because I, but what would happen was I would go back and I'd be back in that big group of friends and then I would just lose it again like every time I came back and also I was not seeing you enough I feel like well it was just hard to split up my yeah, time yeah you can't you know really do that. yeah so right right that's uh so it was a, it was a hard <laughs> it was a hard time for me and for our friendship yeah definitely yeah. well it's just it's amazing what we've gone through together and like yeah. in in like the what do they call the ebbs and flows or ebbs and flows it is funny because all those um so there are like three friends from that original friend group that i am still like in contact with and i still adore and love them but you're the only one who like through this time i still hang out with all the time because i'm the winner baby you you won you won my attention (laughs) (laughs) well we just all went in kind of different life directions yes well and that's what's really interesting is that like i feel like there are so many times where we did kind of make changes in ourselves that i always felt were like like oh wow i wonder if this is like gonna like mess things up and like mm-hmm. if we're ever gonna be able to get back to it but for some reason with you and me consistently we're always able to like like even if we change in kind of a drastic way we can always find the things that like initially made us friends or like mm-hmm. made us like each other and like the way i don't know the way we communicate and the way that we like function are just similar enough that mm-hmm. like it doesn't really matter um which is really cool yeah yeah, it's quite a blessing, really. Quite a blessing. I don't know how we've done it. Um, 
So, yeah, I moved. When I was in Minnesota, literally the first two years, I did not have any friends. Oh. Like, I, I had, I was actually formed a relationship with another friend. I'm not, I don't want to drop names, but Probably. another friend from um, Washington that I had just gotten to know before I moved. And then oh, right. he moved shortly after me to, like, a different city in Washington. And so we became kind of, like, virtual friends over, over the course of, like, a year. Um, but we were both in, like, a bad place. Like, right. I... S- and he's one I'm still in contact with, and I love him. Um, he's great. But, yeah, we were, like, what, 14? We were both, like, kind of depressed and just... The virtual friendship was, like, good, and I'm really grateful for it. But it was definitely not... It, d- it didn't um, fill the void of, like, genuine in-person human connection and he actually went on to make a bunch of friends and then i kind of got like left behind and it happens I, I get it it happens because i did that to you so like i know how that's it karma bitch that's i'm sorry <laughs> that's really insensitive no that's really funny <laughs> <laughs> it's all good now we all talk now now we're we're still alive we made it we yeah made we it that honestly we survived none of us killed ourselves which is huge which is pretty big yeah. actually <laughs> So my last like year and a half in Minnesota, I made some decent friends. Like I was, I, I don't mean they were decent. I just mean we had a like strong connection, and but we really didn't maintain after I moved to Texas. So that was kind of shitty because I was like, I finally got started to get friends, and now I'm moving again. Um, yeah. So I think when I moved to Texas, we were talking again because we were. I yeah. remember when I moved to Texas, I was really like, I don't want to make friends again because I don't know if I'm gonna move. Yes. So I was like, let's just go back to Susie. <laughs> <laughs> the old standby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I I remember I remember you moving to Texas. I remember sending you a mixtape, and I remember you yes. sending me a mixtape. Yeah, we started sending some mix or. Yeah. We wanted to send more. I think we you yeah. sent me a couple. Yeah. It. You know, it was hard one. to do, but. Yeah. I remember that was really cool because I was like, wow, I love this bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It was really good. And I didn't make, I made one friend in Texas. He's our biggest fan. Shout out to David. Shout out to David, (laughs) our one listener. Uh, (laughs) This one's for you, buddy. Hey, David. Um, And I also adore him. Um, But yeah, so I made one friend and also I went back to Washington for christmas with my family because all my extended Ooh. family is in washington yes. and i met at, a, at your party i met Sam. my party i introduced you guys you i'm gonna take to full Sam. credit <laughs> for this i made sure he was there because uh, you told me you thought he was cute so i forced him and sophie to come to my party that's really cute and yeah. that's how he introduced himself to me <laughs> or something no he didn't say that I, okay you know what i remember him saying um i remember us, like walking you into the room where sam was and i think mm-hmm. he was playing like smash or something yeah and i remember being like hey sam this is bean and he's like oh bean you're notorious or something like that yeah he like, was like i've heard about you yeah. and i know that to you he was like oh is that the girl who said i was cute yeah yeah he's like yeah um and it's funny because when i said sam was cute you had sent me a picture and i was like oh my god sam's cute why don't you date him and you were like Bleh. i said i said ew ew, ew yucky ew. he's unfuckable <laughs> that's what you told sam, me <laughs> i did not say that i said something along the lines of wow that's like asking me why i don't have sex with my own sibling yeah because you guys were close because we were that's how i feel about him (laughs) so sam and i started a long distance relationship and after that i was visiting washington every like three or four months is that frequent well we would try to do a trip every three months but sometimes he would visit right so yeah i was visiting fairly frequently at least two to three times a year 
Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, and that just brings us to the next, the next roller phase. coaster of our <laughs> relationship, which is not the, a good one. You're very close friends, and then suddenly one of you gets into a very serious romantic mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Oopsie. Ooh, also, it was worse because he lived in Washington. Yeah. <laughs> and whenever I went to visit, I just wanted to hang out with him. Right, exactly. We were banging. You were banging. And you just can't give that to me. I tried. <laughs> you tried. Yeah, I tried, and you said, not enough. <laughs> <laughs> Try harder next time. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, and I, for me personally, that denotes, like, one of the one of the harder times of my, like, adolescence is, like, mm-hmm. because it was already a difficult time. Like, being, yeah. I'd say being 17 is, like, one of the worst things Oh, I've God, ever. would not recommend. Just, horrible. if you can just skip 14 through 17, 17 just do it. Do it. It's horrible. <laughs> it's awful. So, I remember, like, already being in this, like, kind of bad place, and then the fact that, like, I the person I was closest to in the world was just like not as in my life as I yeah I was super invested in my new relationship yeah and so I was just like I'm gonna die (laughs) just every day in my life I got this god awful full time job at a Fred Meyer to fill the void because it took my time away like you know it just took time away from thinking about being sad and wanting to die God so. Yeah, and we weren't talking very much. Not super frequently. Like, I would pretty much hit you up when I was coming to Washington. Yes. And then we could spend, like, a day together. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, the, it like, it was hard. It stung a lot, too, because I remember, like, just because, like, we had previously had such a close, like, mm-hmm. I'm coming to Washington, I'm spending a whole week at your house, to so suddenly being, like, I can spend one day with yeah, you. Yeah, and, you know, it was really hard for me, too, because I, I didn't want to do that, but, like, the reality of it was that I didn't get to see my boyfriend, and then... So I had to split up time with my boyfriend, time with extended family, time with you, and time with the old school friends. Right, right. From uh, that other town. So, like, and I was, I felt like there was just so much pressure on me to balance all these relationships. Yeah. And, like, people didn't come to visit me because yeah. it was just like, oh, I can just go there and see everyone. Right. But then, you know, people would get upset that they weren't getting enough time. And, like, val- it's valid to be yeah. upset. But I just, I, we had did not have enough control over our circumstances is like for sure there's only so much i can do and there's only so much you can do yeah i mean and, and i talk it up uh, like a lot of it up to the fact too that we were just so young and so it's like mm-hmm. the emotions you fear always like feel are always going to be more intense so it's yeah. like your feelings of like oh i need to see my boyfriend were like really strong and mm-hmm. then the feelings that i had of like being left out were like really really mm-hmm. strong and it's just like one of those things where it fucking sucked yeah and it was bad I really, yeah, like, like being sev- like 17 was truly the worst. 18 was a bit better, but I still remember it, like it was better overall, but I remember like specifically thinking about our relationship was still like so painful to me. Yeah. And we had like a talk of, we had like um, a correspondence about it yes. too. And I just, I felt so sad. Yeah. I, I, it's, it was just like hard. It was so hard. Cause I felt like I totally understood everything you were feeling and I didn't, have any means to really change it right Right. away yeah i didn't know what to do yeah yeah and i mean i just remember being like like it was one of those things where i'm like so long as i'm like trying to be close friends with this person i'm always gonna feel Mm -hmm. hurt and like we had to like take a break we did we did so and i feel like that was probably about when i was like 18 Mm -hmm. because i remember for most of 18 not really yeah i remember not being in in very high contact with you Mm -hmm. um and then I think it was, you moved here, was it? That was November 2017. Yes, yes. right. So we were 19. Yep. 
I moved here. That and that up. was like it was amazing how everything just came back. Yeah, because I didn't have to split up my time anymore. Yes, and we could just hang out all the time. Well, but I will say that like when you first moved back, it was weird for me. Oh yeah, because I remember feeling like I was like I wasn't sure. I was like mm-hmm. I don't know if we're gonna go back to being friends yeah. the way we used for to. For sure, and it and it, we didn't hang out as much right away. No, either. no, because yeah. it was November when you moved, and I remember being like, oh wow, Bean's here. But then and you'd come to parties and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of it. Um, I I think that to me one of the most distinct like wow we're really kind of back at it with our mm-hmm. like our true friendship was like last summer when we <laughs> like this isn't really it but like <laughs> this is when i really felt it was when we spent all fucking day making those cushions right over yes, there Yes, that was so fun yes you're right actually i think i was remembering it wrong because we weren't back at it right away no. and mostly just because i came here and immediately i had to figure out how to get into school here because yeah, i hadn't probably. finished my i didn't graduate high school and i hadn't finished my college degree so i was like i have to figure out how to establish residency i had to get into this program that would let me do college and then i was in school yeah. all the time it's so yeah it was i wasn't um around as much yeah, you weren't around, and then, um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Also, well, also, I was just in school. Like, yeah, I was we were both <laughs> learning. Okay, I, it wasn't just you. I had things too. Yeah, yet. right. You were just waiting for I me was to waiting. come I was back. Like, oh, my God. When, 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 when <laughs> You're looking out the again. window. Yeah. <laughs> Every day, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's a lot going on there. But, yeah, I remember it was, it was like, summer when we like had time to hang out mm-hmm. and it was yeah, like we're oh right there's a reason we've always been friends there's a reason it was so painful when we stopped being yeah, friends absolutely. it wasn't a drift away like oh that's too bad it was like a hardcore like a, uh, you know that one of the people i care about the most in the world is not in my life mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. that was crazy yeah. so those cushions were a pinnacle part yeah of we made cushions for Susie's. uh you got a new like place to live yeah, and you had out. a window seat window seat and baby. so we made some cushions from joanne fabrics that was Sp- before, our sponsor before i worked there i remember because uh, i think you had just gotten your job there no i hadn't because i remember i walked in and i like as a joke i was like hi joanne's hire me like really? i had been yeah i was oh. thinking about applying that's crazy yeah and then i applied right after we bought the cushions you had so much fun making these cushions you yeah <laughs> I should work there. And then I wasted a year of my fucking life there. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Joanne Fabric. Shout out to Joanne. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember that because your mom was really excited we were hanging out again. Yes. She was oh, like man. taking Snapchat videos of us making the cushions. <laughs> she's always rooted for us, Steve Jones. She's, yeah, she's really These cute. These bitches need each other. These bi- they, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it yeah. out. Yeah, so and we made those cushions, then we watched Phantom of the Opera. Oh, God, yeah, we did a musical streak. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Movie we, musicals. We didn't rewatch Grease, though. We need to do that. Well, we can still do it. We got to watch Rent. Yeah, Grease and Rent. And we so we watched Phantom of the Opera and Moulin Rouge and Les Mis. And Les Mis and yeah. Sweeney Todd. And Sweeney Todd. So we got to get back at it. We got to get back at it. There's yeah. a lot of movies we missed. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I was going to say one more final like nail in the friendship coffin, mm-hmm. but like the reverse of a friendship the, the coffin. Good, the opening of the, the coffin. The opening of the cat. <laughs> one more removal. The one necromancy yeah. of our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what it is because it's a dead soulless thing. But right. We're, we're using like, it yeah um <laughs> that's right sounds good yeah sounds right um was we rebooted our wow accounts we did yeah that was that oh when was that last september last september we're like it's almost a year ago we should reboot them again if we want to do it just we kind of should I, 
I think well, legally. I want you to play Minecraft with me. Well, I'll play both. Like, I don't have a job anymore. Okay, good. <laughs> I mean, I don't have school anymore. Yeah, you're still working. <laughs> Wait, I have a job. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually, I'm about to start university and I'll be freelancing, so. so I'll be crazy, you but mean I'll You have a lot of time is what I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> Look, all my free time, it's all yours. Thank you. <laughs> play WoW. That's how it needs to be. <laughs> um... Well, I, I'm down to play Minecraft with you, but I don't think Minecraft fills the same, like, void. It won't be nostalgic for you. Well, it, yeah. n- not even just nostalgic, but, like, what I want to do in a game. Okay. You know? Well, you haven't even tried it. I have played it before. It's fun. It's fun, but it's not like I can't just, like, be like, oh, I'm going to fucking follow this weird-ass quest line where <laughs> I got an egg in the Stranglethorn Vale. <laughs> you know, Beans? So yeah. don't fucking fuck off me. Okay, f- Fine. Should we play um, WoW Classic? Because that's out. I kind of want to try it, and then I will hate it. It'll probably be bad. Because it's like, there's a reason we moved on from it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, anyways. Um, So we rebooted our WoW account, and we were playing pretty regularly. Yeah. Like, a couple days a week. Yeah, it was sick. That was really fun. That was really fun. Then, like, I got the worst quarter of my life where it took, like, four classes and worked. Good stuff, yeah. Just didn't have time in and then but something that i really appreciate about you and probably the reason that we've lasted so long is that you're always very open about communicating these things and also you're very (laughs) yes you are and you're also very understanding because like over (laughs) (laughs) over the this summer i had like two months of hell i was working Pretty much the equivalent of four part-time jobs, and I was taking an accelerated summer math class. That was not. And literally all my time, I had no time. I've never been in a position like that where I genuinely will take things on and just run out of time. Like, it's not that I'm being lazy and procrastinating. I'll work all day, and I'll be out of time to do things. Yeah, that's not good. (laughs) It was insane, and you were having a shitty couple Ooh, months as well <laughs> and i wasn't around to hang out but i i just appreciated that you were communicating that to me and i was telling you like i'm not ignoring you i just yeah. have to get through <laughs> these two months <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah i mean that was like that was really interesting like you said because mm-hmm. i even though it was like hellish and it's i us, yeah. yeah i thought i was gonna die <laughs> you know that's how it be sometimes mm-hmm. i remember always knowing that like i was like bean isn't it's not because she doesn't want to talk to yeah. me it is literally because she cannot no. which is very was nice insane. to know that i'm yeah. so glad that time is over me too and now we have a shitty podcast whoa here <laughs> we are that's the whole history and lead up to this yeah that's podcast. pretty much it we'll update you guys <clears throat> when we go through another dark period when Susie gets divorced oh my god she gets whoa. married and then divorced I, that's yeah and we like start talking about it on the podcast yeah. like i really don't like the way bean's been treating me lately <laughs> you make a a rogue episode a rogue. of just you i just post i'm like hey guys bean just really hasn't been there for me in a way that i want her to <laughs> i think she's judging me for getting divorced <laughs> <laughs> cannot wait <laughs> i think if one of us gets divorced 100 percent, it's me I probably think. i'm really I'm shocked how much of like a just monogamy. You're a monogamy mon- monogamy whore. Yeah, I'm a monog. I'm a monogamy whore. <laughs> yeah, you're just like oh, one person for the rest of my life. Fuck it you. Sounds good. Cause Sam, who I met at your party in twenty, that was that twenty fourteen. Holy shit! Yeah, it was December. It was 2014. like the last day of twenty. It was New Year's. Yeah. yeah, we're we're still going strong. Yeah, I moved here to be with him. 
yeah that's why i came back yeah and i just checked out a book from the library called the ethical slut so right. you see the you positions see the directions we're, we're going in. Yeah, yeah which is fun <laughs> i've actually really been wanting to read that book yeah i'll tell you the first chapter was already banging solid, solid i was like whoa this is actually amazing like it was just talking about different types of what they call sluts being like mm-hmm just wanting more love and like just mm-hmm. wanting like seeing love as not a finite resource yeah just, which is great. like really interesting and cool cool concept so <laughs> i'll let you know how it goes i'm probably gonna find out i'm like polyamorous or something and i'll be like oh, that would be great i would yeah. love it yeah um we should make our when when we inevitably become the biggest podcast in the world and write a yeah. book we should call it the ethical strumpet <laughs> uh that sounds great or the unethical strumpet. the unethical strumpet because we don't because we have no morals. We don't have. Yeah, we don't have morals. Oops. Oopsies. Forgot about those. <laughs> dropped them on my way over. <laughs> oh, I dropped them. Tried to pick them up. Kicked them under the table. <laughs> couldn't. Couldn't. Can't reach them anymore. I've got a bad back. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> are we at an hour? We are. Yeah, we did Holy great. Shit. That was our whole friendship story. I wonder if any if that'll be entertaining for anyone or just us. I think it'll be handy to redirect people towards. Because I feel like every first date I have, I tell them this. You tell them this whole story. You sit them down for an hour. And you're like, yeah. Right. And I say, you want to know about my life? So now here's what you do. When your date comes over, um, you time to a chair and play this podcast. Play this episode. Yeah. So they can't plug their ears. <laughs> you have to time down. <laughs> they think it's like going a different direction. They're like, oh, you're, you're like, tying me down. It's this like, nope. Fun. Nope. Sorry. You have to understand this. You have to understand who I am as a person and how it was shaped by this one other person in my life. You have to understand my codependency <laughs> issues before we get into this. You have to understand my abandonment issues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I just... I really appreciate that we can talk so openly about these things. Me too. Yeah. No, it feel, it's like really great because mm-hmm. it is like... It's like we're talking about it and it's never a feeling of like like resentment or anything it's like this is our history yeah well we both understand that we were flawed depressed teenagers why i maybe you were oh i was perfect i've never had i don't even know what depression is you were the perfect depressed teenager (laughs) america's poster child for depression for depressed children Oh, your fantastic. depressed child should look like this. Does your depressed child not look like this? Uh oh. Uh oh. What did you do wrong what as a parent? You fucked up somewhere along the lines. Yeah, we get to a point where depression as a teenager is just an inevitable thing. Unfortunately. But, but we still have like um unrealistic standards we hold them to. <laughs> yeah, like we still question like when our teenagers are depressed. We're like, why are you depressed? <laughs> Why aren't you using um, pop punk music as an outlet? That's what that's what, <laughs> that's my what this magazine told me <laughs> you're supposed to do. <laughs> so, like, you know, maybe this is your fault. We need to get you to a counselor ASAP. <laughs> if only parents said that ever. They yeah. never do. They're like, you're sad? Huh. My parents, they, they sent me to therapy. Really? Yeah. You know, my parents always only ever did their best. I... Love you, mom and it's dad. Weird that it doesn't reflect into who you are as a person. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> they fucked me up real bad, but they had good intentions. <laughs> the road to hell is paved in good intentions, as they <laughs> yeah. say. <laughs> no, no, they they did good. They tried. They did. I was honestly such a fucking whack child. It's like if I had to raise me, I would not know what to do. You'd like, 
abandon her in the woods probably yeah, be like, let's just i don't need this you're really killing my vibe you know you're kind of a bitch and you're <laughs> killing my vibe so you're kind of a virgin bitch <laughs> three-year-old is crying <laughs> fucking virgin Dude, this bitch. fucking virgin is just weeping <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll be a great mom if i ever have kids yeah clearly i can tell you can tell by my language i use to talk about children yeah i'm like oh that's a mother right there it's <laughs> a good mom do people ever tell you that that you'll be a good mother yes it's like an old person compliment yes it is yeah, it's kind of weird i get that a lot because I'm a caring person. You're nurturing. And you're big and protective. Yeah, right? I'm <laughs> all the qualities of a good mom right there. Wait, whenever we go out in public, you're just like this beautiful, radiant, <laughs> friendly person. And I'm like this resting bitch face, monotone, angry child standing next to you. And people are like, wow, she's such a great mother for that hell child. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> That ruined me. That's how I. That's how I see our friend. That's mostly. you. How. That's how you see us. Yeah, I see it more as like, <laughs> like. Well, actually, maybe that's how. That's probably it's accurate. accurate. I mean, you always are so good with like baristas. And you stuff. S- always tell me that. And it it's true. I don't know how time. you do it. And it just was one, I guess. Yeah, you were a barista. And it's usually like it's like female baristas in their like 20s like mm-hmm. it's like my demographic yeah you're like oh this is my demographic i know how to market i know how to market myself to these <laughs> people. you're just like oh i love your insert color of hair here <laughs> yeah i love your insert thing you're wearing yeah here. uh yeah i mean i had a conversation with my barista today when i was carrying the ethical slut she's like oh looks like an interesting book and i'm like yeah it's about like ethical non-monogamy and polyamory and i'm like really into that because i took a sex- sexualities class because i was a sociology major and then she's like oh wow that's really cool i took a sociology class and Ooh. loved it and i was like wow yeah it's like such a fun thing to that's a lot of baggage to drop on one barista yeah <laughs> <laughs> i do that a lot i'm like do you think i'll ever find love <laughs> and she's like um can i take your order <laughs> Like no, no. <laughs> I just, just had to ask. I'm just sad. I'm gonna go. <laughs> like I'll just have some iced milk, I guess. <laughs> when did I turn into you? Oh yeah, I did like iced milk as a kid. You know, what? I'll try it again. It's probably well, iced chocolate slaps. milk is good. Oh, do you know what else is good? Putting a little salt in your chocolate milk. Yeah, hot tip for the road. It's like a, it's if you're a foodie, you're like a little salt. If you, yeah, if you've got an advanced palate, an like advanced mine. palate, you got a little salt to your chocolate milk. <laughs> a little salt, salt to your chalky milk. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, keep us some salt, salt in my chalky milk. <laughs> you have chocolate milk in a wine glass. Oh, <laughs> uh, and like the rim, it's like the margarita salt. Oh shit, that's probably good. It might be too salty, I feel oh, like. Oh, probably. Because mar- margaritas, it works because it's, like, so limey and, like, salty. But, like, chocolate milk is just... I actually haven't had a margarita yet. Oh, we yeah. should go get some right now. I, I just turned I turned 21 in January, so I guess that was a while ago. And yeah, I was a good girl, and I didn't drink until I was 21. For unrelated reasons, but <laughs> I was a good girl. <laughs> oh, good girl. Little baby girl. Yeah, so I, I still have some adventuring to do because I just drink Bailey's Irish cream all fucking day. That's true. You do that a lot. Really no, we should get margaritas. That would be fun. Oh, yeah. Just go out to brunch. <laughs> For brunch? You can get a margarita. Is that not a thing? No, you get mimosas at brunch. Oh, fuck. I got a lot to learn. Margaritas, like you go to a like a, an exploitative me- Mexican restaurant. 
and you say margarita please (laughs) (laughs) you walk in with your sunglasses and like your um mini dog in your purse exactly two margaritas dos margaritas por favor and the guy's like okay (laughs) just some white guy working at a (laughs) mexican chain restaurant wearing like like a an appropriation of like of like native mexican culture like yeah. on his smock it's <laughs> <laughs> like no hablo espanol <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry i meant two margaritas please sorry i've got an advanced oh, uh, capacity God. for language I see him. <laughs> wait what time is it we it's gotta go swing <laughs> oh damn sorry oh, oh no i gotta get ready okay well thanks for listening guys <laughs> guys that was our story sam do you want to say anything Sam says we gotta go. So that means we gotta get out of here. We're gonna go swinging. Bean's gonna go swinging. We're swingers. Oh. Okay, bye. Sophie's here too, bye. Uh, Bye, Sophie and Sam. (laughs) Goodbye.